0: Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I am Tanika. And today we're going to be discussing the single life. Again, I have nothing to talk about on the top of the episode. Um, So I'm recording this right after Love and Translation, where I still have not read any articles. So (laughs) I'll have something for you for 90 Day Diaries. But until that point, let's just hop right into this. The Single Life, Season 4, Episode 4, Tim Stirs the Pot. I don't like this title at all because I don't think Tim Stirred the pot. I'm going to put that out there. But anyways, let's just jump right into them first. Veronica is the first person we're going to talk about and everything that entails. So she is at the airport to go pick up Jamal he is uh, communicating a lot better, she tells us. Great. Um, she wants him to move to North Carolina. She's saying, I don't want him to, he doesn't have to do it like tomorrow, but like, you know, soon would be great. And she kind of brings that up to him. And he's like, Okay, yeah, I don't really appreciate that she keeps asking me about moving to North Carolina. We're new; we just kind of just became official, um, so I'm like, I'm not ready to make that move. Now, what is interesting here that I do want to talk about? Like, I do watch Pillow Talk. Um, I normally do not talk about what I hear on Pillow Talk, but I do think this is interesting. Kim is pillow talking, and obviously, she's pillow talking while Jamal's on the on the show, but instead, she's doing it with Riley who are, they are pretending to not be a thing on the show. Are you kidding me, people? We know what's happening. You guys are perfect. That's a match made because they both can connect on being in the army. I think they were in the army or something, something to do with the military. They can relate on that. They're perfect. Stop acting like you're, th- you're not a thing. Anyways, moving on. Kim does mention here, though, while she's watching this and brought this up, she says... He just moved back to San Diego from New York. Like he had just done it. He's not going to want to move from San Diego to North Carolina after he just did that. Like maybe he wants to kind of, you know, know, get himself situated again, maybe, you know, get comfortable being back in San Diego. Who'd want to move from one place to the next and then have to move again to the next place? That's a lot. So it's basically what she was trying to say here. Not to like show Veronica, she seems to like Veronica, but like well, at least seeing on pillow talk, but it's, it, maybe it's a little too much. And I understood that. The other thing that is also, I kind of caught here was when Veronica tells Jamal, she misses him. Like she missed him like a lot sooner this time. Um, than maybe other times. He there was like, "Yeah, I missed you too." He seemed so unsure with himself and I'm just like, sir, like I don't understand these two, which is why I'm like they're not saying the part that's most important, why Tim feels the way he does cuz I understand why Tim feels the way he does. And I'm going to get there. But I I anyways, this move on past that um but she's hoping that this trip will be the time where he falls in love with, Carol, with, with charlotte and he doesn't seem to even care about charlotte he says charlotte's boring like he just has no care in the world about charlotte like he's like nope i'm good like he has some desire so how does that work when she has a daughter who's in school north carolina seems to be her home She's not from North Carolina, she's from Miami, but this seems to be her home. It's where Tim is, and whatever. She's been living here for however long. Why would she, how how could she move from North Carolina to anywhere else? How would that work? So, anyway, she's going to be meeting some of his friends later, and of course, some of her friends are going to show up, including him so yeah (laughs) let's get to it um so then we see them a few hours later they're at the pool and Chloe comes and he does the he's like so she's like I see you're looking at my shoes and she's wearing sandals and he's like yeah what are those and then they start laughing so now gather around everybody we're going to talk about the what are those now this is an old video. This is not new. I'm pretty sure when I was hearing the what are those situation. And at the time, even me, I'm just like, what the hell are you saying? My brother would say this thing, these things to me, but he was in high school. I'm going to say grade 10 and my brother's officially 21 years old. So this was, this was a while ago. Okay. And he would do like, the what are those? Like, you know, whatever. Right. And so they're doing the, what are those? And I'm like, this is old. Like, even, even let's pretend in a world that they were filming this, like, let's say a year ago or a year and a half ago, or whatever. It was still old. <laughs> like, it's always been old. And I was like, what the hell? Why are you doing the water? Like, who does that nowadays? Like, who does that? What are those? Like, who does that anymore? Anyway, they're laughing because they're like, what are those? And, um, Veronica's like I don't get it what's so funny what that was not funny what's going on and they have to explain to her the whole thing about the what are those and she's like I love that Jamal is connecting with Chloe because he's kind of in the middle of the two of them he's 10 years younger than Veronica he's like 10 years older than Chloe so he's like smack dab in the middle and she's like, I love that they're connecting because he can kind of like understand her. He can understand me, but at the same time, like I wish he would kind of like include me and maybe not make me look like I'm ancient and she's not ancient. She's well, I guess she's like a, they're about 10 years. I think it's nine. So I think she's, he's 28. So she'd be 37, but I'm just like, you're not that old. But again, like I said, I had no freaking clue. Um, I <laughs> like 25 or whatever. I had no clue. So yeah, <laughs> whatever. So anyways, um, Chloe does ask him like, do you like Charlotte? Like, what do you think about Charlotte? And he kind of says, oh, like there's nothing to do here. He tells her that too. And they can talk about, oh, like, I think you like this place or this place. She, they're connecting. Chloe does seem to like Jamal. So great. So, now we're going to be seeing Jamal's friends. They're here from Richmond, uh, Virginia. Rich what? Richmond. If you watch Coach Carter, you know. If you haven't, turn this off. Come back after, but watch Coach Carter. So, (laughs) they are going to be doing like a, a pedal bar thing. Which, can I just say... I don't want to have to work for my drink. I really don't. Um, you know, I'd like the idea, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to pedal. I don't want to, I don't want to pedal for my drink. No, thank you. And like, how long do you pedal for? You gotta be exhausted after. That's my problem. But anyways, so they do bring up the fact that the friends are going to be meeting Tim because he's going to be showing up later. And, uh, they explain, or, Veronica explains that, yes, I am best friends with my ex. And they explain the history of, like, you know, he's a father to her daughter, not her biological father, though. We had to throw that part in. And, uh, well, Jamal did. And, again, when he threw that in there, I'm just like, and? And? He might not biologically be her father, but he is her fucking father. Where is her biological father? No one fucking knows because he decided I didn't want to be a fucking father, I guess. I don't know. But he literally isn't around to be a part of his daughter's life. And here's this man who doesn't have to do shit when it comes to Chloe. And he did. Even when him and Veronica broke up, he still stayed in her life. He didn't have to do that. He didn't owe that to anybody, but he did that. Cause that's the right thing to fucking do, and you want to come out here and be like, Well, oh, he's not her biological father. Who gives a shit? Her biological father is shit in my fucking book because he's not there. So, fuck that guy, <laughs> like, literally, fuck that guy and fuck Jamal. Like, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck you talk? Oh, god, I, I, the worst thing that ever happened. To Jamal was having any sort of fame or whatever the fuck you want to call it from this show. Because he's an asshole. I didn't think he was, but he's an asshole. Give me Kim any day of the week. I can't with Jamal. Ugh. Anyways. So yeah, they kind of made that dick. And, and she explains, like, yeah, he took he's been raising her since he was four. She says she was four and you know, that is her father and blah, blah, blah. And the friends are just like, which I, I get it. I do understand, but they're, it it is weird. It's awkward. It's who does that? I get all of those things, but they say you're best friends with your ex. Why? Like, why are you best friends with your ex? And what I think is not also being said here is that where they are currently at, they definitely had to put the work in because that wasn't always the case. They didn't like each other. They didn't get along. So, like, they broke up and were friends afterwards. They broke up and hated each other. So they, they kind of put that work in. In order to be close, be able to co-parent Chloe. And it did blossom into a friendship. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It can be awkward when you're dealing with significant others. I get it. But they, but they did it. And I just... I just don't understand. Like when it comes to what is best for Chloe, who gives a shit? Here is this kid in comparison coming in and being like, "I don't want her to be her the best friends with her with her ex and father of the year," which will get to you in a second. Here comes this child. I'm just like, "Are you kidding me? Get the fuck out of here!" Anyways, now we're at the fun part of the day and that is Tim has shown up. He is gracious to everybody. He says hi to Veronica. He says hi to Jamal. He meets the friends. He says hi to them. All's great in the world. It's perfect. And Tim starts the conversation by saying to Jamal, how are you liking Charlotte? Do you, do you are you liking Charlotte? Do you think like you you know, do you think you could move here? Like, what do you think? And he kind of says like, oh I don't really like Charlotte. He says like, again, yeah, we get it, you don't like Charlotte. Moving on. <laughs> he says like, whatever. And then, and then, fuck. He kind of, the conversation kind of starts where Jamal's like, you know, I hear you don't like me. Why don't you like me? She's been telling me all of this shit in the last couple of weeks about things that you're saying. And I, At first I said, Veronica, what the fuck? I'm going to get to her some more. Give me a minute. But yeah, she he's like, you know, what are you like, you know, you're saying all these things about me. Like, what is your problem with me? Why don't you think that I am the right man for for Veronica? And he's like, It doesn't matter what I think, is what Tim says. He's like, it doesn't matter what I think. It matters between the two of you. But Veronica says, But it does matter. And I said, But Veronica, why? Why does it matter? Because even if you have friends, um and they may have their opinions it doesn't fucking matter. I have my best friend. My opinion doesn't matter um, when it comes to her relationship and her opinion doesn't matter when it comes to my relationship. It's not a make or break type situation is what I'm trying to get at. It doesn't change anything. I appreciate your opinion. I will take your opinion into consideration type, type thing. I will go accordingly, but it's not going to make or break my relationship that is separate from my friendship. So why does it matter? Like, is it a make or break to Veronica if Tim doesn't like Jamal, and why? That's that's codependency. Uh, that 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 doesn't feel good. But and he's like, why? But he kind of goes on. Tim kind of goes on to say, listen, all I care about is that you are treating Veronica right. You're treating Chloe right. That's all I really care about, and. Veronica's like, what has he done to not do that? He's like, I haven't seen that. That's all he's he's saying. I haven't seen him treat any of you, right? Because he's not witnessing it. It's not that he's saying, oh, I don't think you are. He's just saying, I haven't seen it. Point blank, period, done. And I didn't see anything wrong with what Tim was saying here. He's like, I haven't seen it. That's it. And then um, I think Veronica kind of says something and Tim makes a comment of, well, Jamal's coming in hot, not me. And Veronica makes this comment of, but you come in hot all the time. I'm sorry. I have to like defend him. And I'm just like, I'm going to put this out here right now. And this might sound very harsh and I'm not digging at what their relationship was prior to this, but I am, but I am going to dig a little bit. When you are having some sort of relationship, whether exclusive or not, with somebody who, let's be real here, this was more of a, you know, tit for tat situation, and that's fine. But when you're coming in hot, like, and again, I am going to talk about this more in a minute, but when you're, you know, coming in like that, what is Tim supposed to think? What is Tim supposed to think? Maybe I'll save it a little more because I, I do want to get into it. But what is he supposed to think? Then what the fuck y'all doing? I see nothing wrong with what he's saying. So then, um then his, one of his friends, one of Jamal's friends kind of says, but your opinion doesn't matter or some shit like that. Like it doesn't matter what you think or something. And he's like about what, like, James is like, what, what does it matter? But who are we talking about? And he says, Chloe. And he's like, okay. He's like, I have been raising her since she was four years old. She is my daughter. I am her father. So yes, my opinion does matter when it comes to Chloe. Veronica, do you whatever the fuck she wants to do? But when it comes to Chloe, yes, that is my problem because he has been raising her. So yeah, it does matter. So d and Tweedledum, see yourself the fuck out. This has nothing to do with you. You bring Jamal with you. Like, you know what I mean? This is so fucking stupid. But then Jamal. Now, I want to know. I want to know. I, w- I want some tea. If you're going to say shit, say shit. I want to know what the fuck you got to say. Jamal says he's acting like he is father of the year. And Tim says, I never once said that I was father of the year. Who You're putting words in my mouth. I never said that. And he's like, yeah, you're just acting like you're like the best thing, the best father or some shit. And he's like, I know the truth. I know the truth. She tells me everything. What? So before I finish here, before I put my thoughts in, let me finish. Tim gets up and he's. No, actually, no, Tim doesn't get up. Sorry, Tim doesn't get up. Jamal's the first one who gets up. Tim says, what you're not going to do is question my abilities as a father. That is not what you're going to do. He's like, there are many things you can come at me with. Coming at me in terms of my abilities as a father, you can't do that. Don't touch that shit, right? So he's like, what you're not going to do is do that. And he's kind of raising his voice a little bit. He's getting upset. And Jamal says gets up and says, well, what you're not going to do with the hands. I question things, but anyways, he's like, what you're not going to do is read your voice at me. So that's what you're not going to do. And then Tim gets up and says, what you're not going to do is question my abilities as a father. You, sir, started this shit. And then everyone's getting up, trying to diffuse the situation. I think Jamal walks off at one point. I don't even know, but I'm just like, what the fuck is happening here? So number one, number one, I'm going to talk about this first. Tim, what Tim is not saying here is that Veronica, you are confusing. You talk about the fact that you want to be in a committed relationship with somebody. Now now you are exclusive. That's fine. But then start off that way. But you talk about how you want to be in an exclusive relationship. You don't want to play games. And you like, Remount, what's his face, his ass, um, because he's gonna move to Florida because, like, he wasted your time basically. But then you go to Jamal because Jamal's so hot and that you just, you have to, like, give that a chance to the point where you, you lower your, what you want in order to be with this guy. What Tim is not saying is this makes no fucking sense. You're, you're with the person who is younger than you, who is in a different place than you. That's the biggest thing. He's in a different place than you. Maybe he doesn't want to be a committed relationship. And I guarantee you the reason they were never exclusive before was because of Jamal, not Veronica. They are, she's lowering herself for this child. Because what? He's so hot. The dick is so good. Like, what is it? I don't understand her. And I remember thinking during the tell-all where I'm like, why is she with him? She's talking about how she wants this committed relationship and she wants this thing. She wants to be in love. She wants all of this, whatever. And you're dumbing yourself down for this fucking kid. I would never, I would never. Maybe I'll fuck you once or twice. What's about it? And then I'm going to move on and I'm going to find somebody who's not going to waste my fucking time and I'm not much, I I don't know how old Veronica is now, but I am in my 30s, early 30s, but I would never waste my fucking time with some guy who's wasting my time. No way. That's the part that's confusing. That is the part that Tim said in the tell-all. He literally said, why are you with him? And it has nothing to do with Jamal. Jamal's not the problem. But the fact that Jamal is younger than you doesn't seem to want to be in a committed relationship with you or really anybody. He's fucking, you know, Trish, Jane, and Mary while he's fucking you. None of this makes sense. That's what he's trying to say. Unfortunately, and this is on the two of you, you started something here. Where now he has this preconceived idea of you guys, based on what it's ha, ha, um, based on how it started, not based on how it's going. Now, is that wrong? Is that right? I don't know, but that's human nature. We're all guilty of it. That's what he's trying to say here. But he's just not saying it now, because you guys are exclusive. So how can he go back and say like, well, it's kind of hard for me to come out of that. When I know you guys are exclusive now, I get that, but it's hard for me to come out of that because what is this guy fucking giving you? You're like, I, that's what he's trying to say. Now, let me move on to the next thing. Jamal, you don't fucking talk about anyone's parenting abilities when you yourself are not a fucking parent. You're raised basically by a single mother. How fucking dare you if Kimberly was ever in a fucking position where she could have had the same thing that Veronica had? Don't you think she would have done it? You think anyone would have done that? So you could have had that. Like I don't know what the relationship was with his father, but like, you, really, how very dare you talk about someone and someone who didn't owe that shit to her at all, but he did it because he loved Chloe. He loved Veronica. He watched her grow up for most, because they were together a long time. He watched her grow up. He's still there with her because the, the the father isn't, the biological father isn't, and he stuck around for Chloe. How very dare you stay in your fucking lane that's what I want to say. And here's what I'm going to say too. When they played this scene during pillow talk and Kimberly saw what he said, she's like, oh, Jamal, like she, you could tell even Kimberly without saying it was like, I didn't raise him to say that shit. I don't know where the fuck this shit's coming from. Why is he saying this shit? This is not okay. Now, does she obviously say that as my son, I'm going to defend him. Absolutely. That's what you do. She's a mother. That's her. She's a mama bear. Fine. But she even, she is like, oh no. So stay the fuck in your lane. Like, who the fuck are you? Really and truly. Next thing. Let me to the next thing. Veronica. What the fuck are you saying to Jamal about Tim when it comes to him being a father? You want to talk about how only oh, he's my best friend and like his opinion matters to me and all this shit. But you're going to talk shit about him behind his back to your fucking boyfriend. And then he, this is wrong too. If you talk shit to your boyfriend and he exposes you, that is, that is not real. He is fucking with you. He needs to abort fucking mission. Now, that aside, do you then have Jamal fucking out your ass that you're talking shit about Tim behind his back? So, do you have that too? But what the fuck are you saying to this person you've barely been with? What the the fuck are you saying? I want to know what the fuck you're saying. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, fuck Jamal, fuck Veronica, fuck his friends, and I'm on Tim's side. I'm not saying Tim's perfect, Tim's not perfect. Tim's got problems, (laughs) but what you're not going to do, and I agree with Tim here, what you're not going to do is attack him as a father. Who the fuck are you? Fuck these people. I'm done. Rant's over. Moving on. I fucking hate these people. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know how long I was ranting and raving about these people, but I'm so done. This is not cool. Okay. So let's move on to John. Um, So he is on the way to, um, to Texas. It's his second time seeing her. He gets to the hotel um, pretty late at night, I guess. And because, you know, she has her daughter, and because of the time, he's going to be seeing her um, in the morning. So, it's the next day. We see him getting ready. And we see him kind of rummaging through a bag. And he's like, yeah, I left my travel bag at home, which has all of the essentials, deodorant, toothbrush, toothpaste. I don't know if he has a toothbrush, but I'm assuming he doesn't have a toothbrush, toothpaste, nothing that's going to make a man smell good, you know? And he's like, I packed the sex toys, but I forgot the travel bag. And you just kind of see, like, he has, like, a. I think he has a shit ton of sex toys. But you know what? Power to him. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to give some thoughts at the end. But, well, at the end of this part of it. Um so she's here, he's meeting her downstairs, and she he tells her, Um, you know, I'm gonna have to stop and like get some stuff because I left all my stuff. And he's like, I have kind of that manly smell now, but you know what? She apparently is all about it, them pheromones, you know what I mean? And she's all about it. which." Sure, but then when he's having sex and he's sweating, you're going to wish he maybe had some deodorant on. You know what I mean? Anyway. Um, So they were planning, as we've heard, to explore San Antonio. But you know what? You know how it goes when you haven't seen each other in a long time. and You finally get to see each other and all you want to do is just, you know... Like a puzzle just click together. You know what I mean? One fits well into the other, you know? Yeah? Yeah, anyway. So that's kinda what he's thinking. And I mean I would be too. So then um they're in the room, they're, you know, cuddling and he's like, you know, let me he's name he had a name for it, but I can't remember what he named it, but he's like, you know, let me go get I don't know, Betsy. And we can have like a menage à toi. Well, Betsy is the big ass vibrator he pulled out. And he's like, I put fresh batteries in her and everything. So she's ready to go. And I'm like, God damn. I have one of those. <laughs> it's, it, mine's chargeable though. It doesn't need batteries. But once it's, has a fresh charge or fresh batteries. It's just like it comes, comes back to life. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, we all know. <laughs> but what I love about this is that he's like, listen, everyone is different in what they need to get them off. There's people who are like nipple stipulation or clitoral stipulation, or they need that G spot to be hit, you know, whatever. And he's like, he wants to be able to please his woman. So he's like, I'm gonna make sure. So if this is what gets it done, I'm going to make sure it gets done. And I said, you know what? Round of applause for a man who can be, you know, confident enough in himself to know, listen, my dick isn't going to do it all. Like, you know, sometimes you need a little assistance. So let me bring out the sex toys because we all know a man out there who is toxic and who's like, I don't want to use those because like, uh," you know, like, what I'll say like, yes, I have, you know, stuff, you know, whatever. And my man is open to using things or whatever. Um, But, you know, there's a common ground and whatever. Right. Because, you know, he is kind of like, he doesn't want to feel, you know, Villa the sex Stories are more superior and whatever. And, but I respect that and I respect him. And there is always a common ground. I kind of know, you know, okay, if i have used it this time and we give it a little bit, you know, let him get it, you know, feel like he's achieving, which, you know, there's no issue there, but you gotta have like a common ground. So it's refreshing to see a man who's just like, let me make sure I have the toys ready, whatever it is she needs. It's all going to be there. It's all good to go. You're gonna use it every single time. I don't care. And it's refreshing. It's refreshing. And I said, you know what, John, that just makes you seem so much more attractive and so much more likable. Like John's not my type, but I'm like, you're so much more likable kind of hearing this on top of everything else. And I'm just like, I really love you. Good for you. Good for you, John. We need more of you. That's my message. Let's continue. So it's the next morning. They are freshly fucked. (laughs) And the sex was bomb, he says. It's still good. It's still you know, it's all good to go. So, we're gonna go to a restaurant, and this was really weird. <laughs> they're they're communicate they they seem to communicate well, I guess, when it comes to sex, but like the outside stuff, it's it was like, Hmm, a little awkward. But you know, it's the first time seeing her for us as viewer. It's um, the first day, you know. So you know, we'll see how it goes as we as we go. But, um, as we're at the restaurant, he's like, you know, trying to, I guess, break the ice and have the conversation flow or whatever. And he's like, oh, you know, I might've fucked a pumpkin. And I'm just like, wait, what? Like, I know it's a joke. He's not out here fucking gourds. Like, it's a joke. But, (laughs) for whatever reason, she thinks it's not a joke. And she's like, "Wait a minute, are you joking? Is that a saying like, or did you really fuck a pumpkin?" And I'm like, Ma'am <laughs> he said, No, it's just a saying I didn't he's well, first, he's like, Well, you never know, maybe I did, <laughs> but then he's like, No, it's a joke. it's you know it's just a saying. First of all, never heard that. What are y'all talking about there in Boston? I didn't know there's a saying out there about fucking pumpkins. Who knew, but I do think he's joking. I think I think." I'm hoping. Anyway, there's other things you can use in a pumpkin, which, by the way, he refers to a pumpkin as fruit. It's not a fruit. Isn't even considered a vegetable? I guess it's considered a vegetable. It's a vegetable, not a fruit, because pumpkin has seeds. That's always a trick. If it has seeds, no, it gets no weight. That's the other way around. If it has seeds, it's a fruit. If it doesn't, it's a vegetable. Is it a fruit? Did he just blow my mind? Huh. I mean, the seeds are edible, but still they're nonetheless seeds. You know what? Let's move on. Because I'm going to dive down into a rabbit hole that I do not want to dive into, but I'm curious. Um, so anyway, she kind of then says, like, you know... I know marriage was kind of off the table for us a little bit, you know, whatever. We're kind of not gonna do it like right away is kind of what she was trying to say. But she's like, you know, but I thought like by now like we would be living together. And she kind of says like for her, like six months would have been a good time from when they started talking. But I said, Okay, number one, six months is not long, especially when you have a four year old child that's not long at all. Um, so maybe up that to a year. Um, that's just me. And, but John also says like, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but six months of us talking, but six months I was talking, that's mainly long distance. We've only, this is only his second time seeing her in person. So he's like, that's not, that's not long enough for me to like move in with you. Maybe if, um, Cause they used to live in Texas. Like Patrick used to live in Texas and they lived in Texas. I don't think San Antonio, not sure where he lived, but they did live in Texas. So maybe, you know, maybe he would move to Texas at some point when he's thinks, okay, this is serious. I don't know if he necessarily thinks it's serious yet, but yeah, like he could do that, but I don't know if John's going to jump the gun and move in with her or right off the bat. Baby steps I think. But yeah, he's she just doesn't want to waste her time and I understand that. But she is in her I think she's thirty-three. She's thirty-three. She is a mom. She doesn't want to waste her time. But at the same time, it's like, girl, you still got time to figure it out. Like I'm around her age. I mean yes, I've been married, but I'd not rush in shit. Yes, I'm in love with someone. I'm not rushing anything. I want to take the time because it's just like, what's, what's the rush? I mean, there's, there's, you know, at some point, yes, I'm going to want to ring on my finger, but there's no rush. Take it all in, all in, take it all in. But you know, just, just, I don't know what the rush is. Why does it have to be six months for her to feel like she's not wasting her time? It's, it's a little weird on her part, but I'm gonna give her grace. It's fine. But that's basically it with John Sparkles. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we are going to jump in with um, Chantel and then we'll have Debbie. Have you ever wanted to guest on a podcast like this one that you're listening to right now? Well, you can. You can definitely do this by visiting a website. Pod match, where you can sign up and be available for all different types of podcasts that you can guest on. Or you can even search for a podcast and say, want I want to guest on your podcast. I think we'd be a good match. So if you want to do this, you can go to our unique link, which is joinpodmatch.com forward slash reality. And you can sign up and do exactly that. And you can find us and you can guest on our podcast. So again, that unique link is www.joinpodmatch.com. That's J-O-I-N-P-O-D-M-A-T-C-H- dot com forward slash reality r-e-a-l-i-t-e-a and you can be a guest on our podcast have you ever thought of starting your very own podcast doing The research I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless, and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is the podcast software that I use for editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from chat, doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just godsends for me. Also with the Ludo. You can create clips, you can do your ads as thus like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by the clicks of the buttons. You can also use Aludu to publish your episodes just straight from the software. It's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Aludu by using our unique link, which you can find on our show notes, just down there at the bottom at the show notes, and you can get access to and we are back. easy software. So, Chantel, we're going to just fly by this shit because, again, I've had enough. I don't care. I kind of hoped she would have a little more substance than she has. And she'd be making different choices than she is. Um, so I'm just fed up. So we're going to go through this very quickly. We have arrived to wherever the hell this guy lives. And she does find Giannis on her own. And initially it's very awkward. No one's talking. Not a Not a peep from anybody. He... Ask her, so, what is your favorite sport? My girl said the football Americano. Ma'am, you are in Greece. You're not in Dominican Republic. So I'll speak in that Spanish and you better start speaking some something else. I don't know, Greece or something. You, or you could have just said American football. Cause you are an English speaking woman from Georgia. Fuck. I'm like, um, football Americano. Anyway. Then she says, like, you know, she wants to get Greek lessons, you know, tautof, whatever. And she thinks that like, when I think of Greece, I think of Rome. So if we think of the history and everything, you know, Greece, Rome kind of intermingled and all that. And John explains this in, in the episode as well. We We kind of know this or whatever. But then, my girl, I can't. I fucking can't. If you keep talking about the fucking Spartans, I'm a fool. Because my girls literally like, what about the Spartans? Where are they? Really, where are they? Like, were they here? Were they here? Or were they, yeah. they're not going to look like Gerard Butler in 300. You dummy. You dumb. I just can't. I'm so fed up. Now, listen, if Gerard Butler came out, me saying, what does he say? <laughs> I never watched 300. Oh, this is for Sparta. Where the fuck? This is Sparta. Whatever the fuck he says. I can't remember. But if Dry Butler was coming at me, whatever, I'd be like, hello. Hi. Come over here. Because I love me some Dry Butler. However, it's just, I'm fed up. <laughs> I'm fucking fed up. But he's like, Yeah, they were here. Oh, my God. Really? They were here? I'm such a fan. I'm such a fan of Spartans, and they don't even exist anymore. I'm such... I think they don't anyways. I'm such a fan. You're such a dummy. Okay. So... And then he's like, oh yeah, like I have a Spartan tattoo on my arm. He's like, oh my God, you do? Can I see? And he shows her and she's like, oh my God, I love it. And she's like, oh my God, this is a fate because he has a Spartan tattoo on his arm. And I love the Spartans. And I'm just like, kill me now. Fucking kill me now. Can I get Natalie back? Please give me Natalie back. The- Every episode needs to have Natalie in it. Do you understand me? Okay. Give me Tyre. I'd rather Tyre at this point. I am done with this shit. Until next week. <laughs> we'll get to it in a minute. But I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> Let's move on. Um, so she's like, I'm building. This like emotional connection with Giannis, which like I never had that with Pedro. It was mainly a physical connection. I mean, I would physically connect with Pedro too. I'm just saying. But let's get back to this. back to the to the reenactment. But like I did not have that with him. And I'm just like, bitch. Are you really trying to tell me right now, after seven years of marriage, you never built an emotional connection with Pedro? Get the fuck out of here with your fucking lies and your fucking denials enough. You do not have to minimize the relationship you had with Pedro, despite what Pedro may or may not have been doing. You don't have to minimize the relationship you had with him to make yourself fucking feel better about finding somebody new after six months after your divorce. Enough with the bullshit. I'm done. If we're gonna have Chantel on a show, you better have Mama Karen. And winter. And river. Fuck, throw the father in there too. Because I can't. I can't. Because when we have her her friend and twiddly dumb and twiddly dumber, okay, the hired help, I can't. I fucking can't. Anyway. So, yeah, he's gonna show her around her the, his hometown, and um, that's what they're gonna be doing. And uh, he's like, you know, could you see yourself living here? And she's like, um, well, you see, like, here's the thing. And she kind of says in her in the moment, she's like, you know, the food's really good, um, but like, I didn't ever picture myself living abroad. No, because she wants everyone to come down to her and then she fucks them over because she has to tell her family everything. And it's just like, no. I literally want to yell to Giannis, run, dude, run, 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 run as fast as you can. But again, like she'll never be able to sponsor him anyways because Pedro hasn't even been here long enough. She's responsible for him for another 10 years. She cannot sponsor another person. I wouldn't think. That'd be stupid. She can never sponsor another person until... That until his until that stipulation has run out and he is responsible for himself, they are not there yet. This is fuckery, anyways. So she, um, Chantal says, I really like adventure. Um, and I was like, okay, right. Anywho's, so he's taking her back to the hotel, and they're hand in hand, it's whatever, it's cute, and he thinks, um, he is, okay, yeah, sorry, I couldn't remember what happened, so he was driving her back to the hotel, and I guess he was kind of speeding, and he likes speed, he likes, he likes to be a little fast and furious, he wants to kind of channel his Vin Diesel, and he's like speedy, and she's like, you know, I don't know about the speed, and she's like, you know what, do what you want. Speed. If you want speed, go for it. And he starts speeding. And it's just like, what the fuck? Anyways, I can't. Anyway, she drops her off at the hotel. She tells him to drive safe or like whatever. And she's like, I'm not going to invite him back to my room. You fucking think? I know you haven't had a dick in there. It's fine. I totally get that. Pedro's fucking idiot. That's on him. And I'm sorry for you. But don't be bringing up a next man up to your room when you barely fucking know him. You know, he has a big thing too, though. You know, you know, he has a good, as they say, a big cucumber. But at the same time, it's like, please have some common sense and don't invite this man. But she doesn't. Thank God. Um, But she kind of hoped like he would have kissed her goodnight. And I think he did. Correct? Pretty sure he did. Um, I was falling asleep through some of this. Sorry, but <laughs> hey, I'm pretty sure he did kiss her good night. So at least there's that. And that's all. That's all I got on Chantelle. I can't go anymore. Let's move on to Debbie. Um, There's not a lot here either, but I love her. So let's get on to it. So, so should we find out here from Debbie that Russ, who seemed like such a nice man, but he's not, he's a judgmental fuck because he says, apparently, or she says that he apparently called her and was like judging her about Osama, um, like rubbing that in her face about the age and everything. So that's a no. Thank you. Next, literally over to Ruben, who lives in Miami. He's 58. He's young, but anyway, ruben the cuban from miami that's what we're going to be referring to him as great he apparently is adventurous he ran with the bulls okay so she tells him she's video calling him and she tells him she's like you know this green guy got latin motion girl okay i see you debbie Okay, um, so he basically wants her to come to Miami to see, you know, what can kind of come from all of this. She's a little hesitant because she's kind of like, Well, I mean, like, I mean, honestly, why isn't he coming to her? But, anyways, because it's Miami, what the fuck is he gonna do? And freaking, where are they? Ohio? I don't know. Georgia, they're in Georgia. She's from Ohio, they're in Georgia what are they gonna do in sugar Hill sugar cane sugar whatever the hell in in Georgia like what are they gonna do it's the worst we're gonna go to Miami um but she's gonna think about it anyways but um he kind of like sticks her tongue his tongue out of her too and it's just like okay oh, we're open okay anyways move on so Julian is here he's taken her to um, the pharmacy so she can pick up some stuff and maybe one of those things might be condoms. And Julian's like, put it back, put it back, put it back right now. I don't need to picture you picking uh, to getting condoms. Her thing is, is like, well, think of it this way. Miss Debbie needs to be prepared. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, please God, no. And another thing too, the condoms that she picked up, there were a three pack. Debbie, can you at least get a 12? I, mean, I think they still have twelve packs. It's been a minute since I bought condoms, but anyways, I was just like I'm pretty sure they have twelve pack. You might want to get that. Hell, you even go to Costco and you can get a big one. Just the, all you can use, and it lasts a little bit, right? Yeah. Anyway, I mean, towards the expiry. <laughs> that's what I mean. Um. So. Yeah, he she tells him, she's like, I am probably gonna be going to Miami. I met this man, his name is Ruben the Cuban from Miami, and he invited me over there. And Jillian's like, No God, no. He he literally says, This feels like when she went to Morocco, except she is still in America, so <laughs> it's not as bad. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a little hesitant about her going anywhere. I think he would feel better if we were when the Cuban from Miami came to Georgia, but that's not going to happen. She is going to be going down there. Take the rest. Why not? But then Julian on the way back home from taking her to the pharmacy, he literally says, you know what, mom, Miss Debs, I think I am going to take some time off of work. I'm going to stop serving and protecting the community and I'm going to serve and protect you. (laughs) And that's what he's going to do. And Debbie's like, I I don't want you to, but he's like, listen, I'll stay out the way. I, I won't be all up in it. I don't think he wants that, but he's not going to be all up in it. He's going to stay back. He's going to make sure that she's going to be okay. And she's like, all right, if you're going to stay back and leave me alone, then fine. You can come. So that's what's going to be happening. Thank God. We can't have Miss Debbie travel the America and not have uh, Julian take along. This world loves Julian. He should wear his America t-shirt again. That'd be great. But anyways, that is it for Deb Debs, I love her. Miss Debbie, I love her so much. Protect your costs. But, that is it. Next time on, we see Tyrace finally, well, anyways, he's back. We haven't seen him for a few episodes, but he's on back. And they're going to go to Nola. The one place I don't care if I ever travel the world, I don't care if I ever go to a different country or a different continent, I don't care. The one place I want to go is Nola. Oh, but anyways, we're going to Nola. I'm so excited. Um, I'm so excited for him to go to Nola because I love seeing New Orleans, I love it. So, anyway, and then he tells these random women, which we've kind of seen, I think, in commercials at this point he tells these women, oh yeah, by the way, I was in this relationship for four years and it was with a man. Oh my God. You know, with a stupid laugh. And I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? You were, yes, technically you were in a relationship with a man for four years, but technically you thought it was a woman. How you could have approached this situation was saying, yeah, I was in this relationship for four years and I was being catfished and you know, it really sucked finding out and everything. But you know why? I didn't meet the real person. It was fine. It was great. It gave me some closure. And I'm ready to go back out there. You could use this story to be sympathetic or get sympathy from the other people. Someone train this man. God, guess he needs a cheat sheet. Jesus. Anyways. Um... We meet one of Josh's friends, his name is David, and he's a producer. And I was like, I've seen some of your movies, wink, wink, hint, hint. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, Natalie, it's not trying to make that happen because it's never going to happen, anyway. Giannis's family is very important to him. But you know what, Chantel is like, I'm triggered. I'm triggered that your family is important to you because my ex's family was also important to him to an extent where I had to call his sister a bitch-ass, let-ass whore. And I'm just like, I, I really don't want someone with the family. I'd rather he be an orphan. Fuck sakes. I wish your parents would die, basically. <laughs> and that's where I wrote, Chantel, you are not ready for a relationship. If you're out here being like, I wish I could have a man whose parents died and left him orphaned or something even darker. And I wish for that because Pedro was so close to his mom and his sister that it became a problem. You need therapy. Not a man. Well, I mean, you can get dick therapy, but that's that's totally different. She's incapable of that. I don't know. I just can't. But that's all we got was just them three. If I'm only going to be getting three people and it's not, I have to deal with Natalie, Ty Ray, and Chantel. Uh, <laughs> But you know what, guys? That is it for Single Life for this week. If you like what you heard, please share the podcast with everyone in your life. You can also rate and review the podcast on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, if you also like the this episode, you or the future other episodes, whatever. If you liked us, make sure you either hit a follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast apps, which were on all of them, including YouTube at realityt times two. Make sure you don't miss a single episode when you hit follow or subscribe. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by going to either Facebook or Instagram at realityt times two. Twitter, TikTok, Reddit at reality T Times Two Pod. You can email us at times two at hotmail.com. And we have our, our website, which is at solo.to forward slash reality T times two, which gives you access to all of the socials, everything that you can get us on. They're, all the links are there, so you can go there as well as episodes are are there as well. Um so there's there's that. Um don't forget, I have my other podcast with my friend, Mikel called The Next Day Podcast, where we talk about all kinds of different things. We've, this year, we've talked about New Year's. We've talked about um, new loss past year in Ontario. Um, we've talked about asteroids and whatnot. And uh, we've talked about all kinds of different things. And there's so much more to come this year. Um, so you can find us there on any of your favorite podcast apps, but you can also find us at YouTube at Next Take Podcast. And you can also find us at our website, which is soloto forward slash Next Take Podcast. Again, all of the links for everything that I've just mentioned will be in our show notes. But that is it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye.